More hostages heading home. The latest updates on the Israel-Hamas war and the new guidance from President Biden. And our first rain in two and a half weeks, and it's really just getting started. Your first warning forecast is coming up. And an Austin police officer on trial for murder. What's happening in the start of Christopher Taylor's trial? First tonight, Hamas released two elderly Israeli hostages. This while the U.S. is asking Israel to delay a ground assault to negotiate the release of even more hostages. The women are 79-year-old Nurit Yitzhak and 85-year-old Yoshev Lifshitz. They're reportedly in good health. One, however, does need medical attention. The military wing of Hamas says it had decided to release the pair for compelling humanitarian reasons. Sources tell NBC News Egypt and Qatar were involved in the mediation. This comes three days after the release of two Americans who had been held captive by Hamas in Gaza. Now our top story here in Central Texas. Today the trial began for an Austin police officer accused of murder. Christopher Taylor is accused of shooting and killing Michael Ramos in 2020. Ramos's name later became a rallying cry during protests against police that year. KXN's Grace Reader spent the day at the Travis County Courthouse. She is live now with what happened today. Grace. Well, jurors heard mostly from the state today on this first day of trial over the next days and what is likely to become weeks. A juror, juries will decide whether an Austin police officer is guilty of murdering a man in 2020. Attorneys representing Austin police officer Christopher Taylor chose not to give an opening statement Monday during its trial. He pleaded not guilty to murder in the death of Michael Ramos in 2020. Jurors did hear from prosecutors Monday morning who used maps, photos, and screenshots of body-worn camera footage to walk the jury through what happened leading up to Ramos's death. Taylor shot Ramos with his Austin Police Department-issued rifle in an apartment complex parking lot in 2020. Prosecutors are working to prove Ramos was not a threat to anyone as he drove away from officers before he was shot and killed. He violated generally accepted professional police practices, basic common sense. He's made this decision. He's the only one that made this decision. Jurors also heard from the first few witnesses in this trial Monday. First, a woman who lived in the apartment complex Ramos was shot in and who captured video of the moments Taylor fired shots at him. one of the major moments of testimony today, but the jury also heard from several Austin police officers who had witnessed Ramos in situations prior to his shooting death. We also heard from Ramos's sister. The jury was shown photos of Ramos with his family at that point. Back to you. All right, Grace, thank you very much. Well, Travis County deputies are investigating their sixth homicide of the year. Just before midnight last night, a man parked on the road on Wells Branch Parkway just west of I-35 flagged down a Travis County patrol deputy. In the back seat, the deputy found a 29-year-old man who had been shot several times. Now, doctors pronounced him dead at the hospital. The man who flagged down the deputies was detained and remains in custody. The investigation is ongoing, but we know both men did know each other. Deputies believe the shooting happened somewhere else and that the car had been involved in a crash recently. If you have any information on this, please contact deputies. 
first warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Boy, we sure need this, don't we? Great to start off our Monday and the new work week with some widespread beneficial rain. It is cloudy, but it's not very refreshing outside. 76 looks pretty nice on the Northwest Austin Palms car wash cam, but it's very, very humid and it feels kind of sweaty out there, doesn't it? Over the last three hours, these waves of light to moderate rain with a few embedded thunderstorms have been moving quickly from south to north. A few light sprinkles in the hill country, but some heavier stuff from Austin eastward, even though it's not raining in downtown Austin right now. The next little downpour is soaking streets from the Y at Oak Hill up toward Bee Cave and Lakeway, and there's more where that came from. Some heavy rain in San Marcos, more shower activity moving into Austin over the next hour. Look at the rain totals, 1.18 inches and counting so far in Austin. That's the heaviest rain we've seen in two and a half weeks, almost catching us up for the month, but we've got a ways to go with this annual deficit, still over 10 inches. Coming up, the wet weather pattern continues all week. I'll show you when some heavier rain is expected. We're also looking toward a change by Halloween. All right, David, thank you very much. The U.S. is moving more military assets to the Middle East as Israel ramps up strikes into Gaza. Humanitarian aid is finally rolling into the region. And then, as we mentioned, Hamas just released two more hostages. But Hamas has reportedly taken about 220 people and held them against their will. Here's NBC's Alice Barr. As Israel steps up its air assault across the Gaza Strip with what's widely considered the most intense night of bombardment yet, the Biden administration is advising Israel to delay a ground invasion of Gaza to allow more time to get hostages out and humanitarian aid in. That's according to four U.S. officials, though the White House is drawing a sharp line. The Israeli Defense Forces, they make their own decisions. They, they decide what they're going to do and when they're going to do it. Israeli officials are vowing to destroy Hamas after its brutal terror attack. We're not acting from anger. We're not acting hastily. We're thinking this through thoroughly. The U.S. is boosting its military presence in the Middle East, trying to keep the conflict from spreading. As Israel and Iran trade warnings, Hezbollah increases attacks from Lebanon into Israel, and U.S. military bases in Iraq and Syria see an uptick in drone attacks. We are now sending more air defenses to U.S. air bases in the region. Better news to the south, where aid trucks are finally flowing from Egypt into Gaza, bringing desperately needed food, water, and medicine, as humanitarian agencies plead for more supplies, including fuel. The needs are huge. They're overwhelming, and they're growing by the hour. After the release of two American hostages and now NBC News confirming two more hostages being set free, fresh hope for the anguished families of what Israel says are at least 222 hostages held by Hamas. I just hope that they will bring him home and my soul will come back to me. Qatar helping mediate negotiations as world leaders try to keep a lid on boiling tensions. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. And a spokesperson for the National Security Council said today the U.S. military would be ready to respond decisively as needed if this conflict were to escalate, noting the U.S. will not allow any threat to our interest in the region to go unchallenged. The race for Speaker of the House continues, and there are now nine candidates who have announced plans to run after Representative Jim Jordan lost another round of votes last week. The deadline to announce a speaker bid was today at noon. The nine candidates include Jack Bergman, Byron Donalds, Tom Emmer, Kevin Hearn, Mike Johnson, Dan Muser, Gary Palmer, Austin Scott, and Texas's own Pete Sessions. 
The GOP candidate forum is set to be held in less than an hour. An internal conference vote will happen tomorrow morning. Okay, well, today is the first day of early voting. Polls are open until 10 tonight, so if you haven't voted today, of course, there's still a little time. We talked to Travis County Clerk today, and she says the first day and last day of early voting are the busiest, so it's really important to have a voting plan, if not multiple plans. Make two or three plans to vote. I usually do. Sometimes I would come out to vote on first day, but there's a lot of other very excited voters, so the line's a little longer than I um, had anticipated. So I usually make a couple of different plans. So there is a lot to vote on, including Travis County's two-step props, state constitutional amendments to school district propositions. We do have a voter's guide on our website to help you make the most informed decision. We also have what you need to bring in order to vote. That's all under this story at KXAN.com. The auto worker strike is expanding again. Why one of the largest profit makers for Stellantis is now joining. Plus, a university is apologizing after a Hitler image appeared on a screen at a football game. The demands from the school board. And this is so exciting. Tonight, <laughs> game seven of the ALCS. We're live from Houston with a preview of the big game. The United Auto Workers strike expanded this morning to include another Stellantis plant. UAW President Sean Fain joined over 6,000 union members as they walked off the job today in Michigan at Stellantis's largest factory. Now, this factory produces Dodge Ram pickup trucks. That's a big seller for the company and their most profitable vehicle. The move comes after Fain reported some progress in talks with General Motors and Stellantis, but they still have not gone far enough with the contract offers. Same thing with Ford. The strike is now in its sixth week, covering seven assembly plants and 38 warehouses, affecting all three automakers. In all, about 41,000 union workers are now on strike. Michigan State University has apologized for images of Adolf Hitler displayed on the video boards at its stadium before the Michigan State versus Michigan game on Saturday night. The Board of Trustees responded to this saying the image was unacceptable and the board does not condone bigotry of any kind. The board also demanded school administrators take action to determine how it all happened. An MSU official says an unnamed employee was connected to the incident but didn't make clear whether it was intentional or the result of just an oversight. An initiative to combat downtown crime seems to be working. What local businesses are saying about the changes. Wonderful to be woken up by some heavy rain this morning. Just from that initial burst, our viewer Pat Porter up in northwest Austin receiving over an inch and a half. Love to see your photos. Send them to report it at kxan.com. Unfortunately, this rain has not raised the level of the lakes, but it has so far kept them from falling. I'll show you when even more is on the way next. All right, well, it's all on the line tonight. Game seven of the ALCS. The Rangers and Astros series is even right now. Three games apiece. KXAN's Noah Gross is joining us live from Houston tonight where we find out which Texas team is going to the World Series. This is so exciting, Noah. Yeah, I don't think a lot of neighbors are talking to each other right now, guys. I don't know if it's quite Texas OU, but the way this series has played out, the emotion on both sides between the team from Arlington and the team here from Houston, it kind of seems like it's getting to that level. Obviously, division rivals here in the ALCS with a trip to the World Series on the line. It's Game 7. There's been a ton of emotion. We saw what happened in Game 5 with the Jose Altuve soul-crushing home run to the Rangers. Altuve giving the Astros the Game 5 win. And then Dolis Garcia, after his big home run in Game 5, 
icing it a night ago in Game 6 to force this Game 7. For the managers, they're the two oldest in baseball, but, man, they're still appreciating the moment. You know, we've been in Game 7s before these guys, you know, and if anybody had told us in July and August when we were scuffling, we were hurt that we'd be in the seventh game of the ALCS, Everybody would have been ex extremely happy. It's been entertaining too with uh, with me. Yeah. It's intense. There's no getting around it. You know, people ask you, "Are you having fun?" Yeah, it's fun. You you try to enjoy, it, but it, it's intense out there, and it's uh, it's what I came back for though. All right, guys, coming up at six, we're gonna have more on this series, including the road teams won every game of this series. How both teams are feeling about that and if the Astros can reverse the trend. For now, we'll send it back to you. All right, here we go. All right, Noah, thank you very much. Any more rain coming tonight? This is just the beginning, okay. which is wonderful news for our ongoing drought. Here are the top three things that you need to know. Unfortunately, with the rain comes oppressive tropical humidity. That'll continue along with some on and off rain all week. As for the wettest time, it looks like late Wednesday night through the early part of the day or even through midday on Thursday. So let's dive in. We've got some rain falling right now in parts of town. It is socked in out there in Lakeway, a humid 74 degrees. Even though 74 looks good on the thermometer, it doesn't feel good in reality oppressive even tropical humidity continues all the way through the coming weekend but then things could change we'll talk about that in a moment first though here's another batch of light to moderate rain lifting into austin just as the evening rush hour uh, ramps up from buta and kyle down toward wimberley welcome slow soaking rain here in south austin we're starting to see that rain creep up over 290 toward downtown a little downpour there over sunset valley slowing down some drivers no doubt Rain totals are climbing continuously, but I just updated these. We've had over an inch and a half of rain and counting in northwest Austin, inch and a third so far in Georgetown. Most of these heaviest totals, including near Bastrop, have been focused from Austin to just east or north of town. Of course, we do have a lot more on the way, so don't uh, worry if you're in the hill country and you haven't gotten much quite yet. The rain today coming courtesy of our first rainmaker. It is what is left of once major Category 4 Hurricane Norma. It's dying out. Winds are hardly there at 35 miles an hour. But you can see on the water vapor satellite, this is dry air. This is moisture. All that tropical moisture is really making an impact here today. Even as that departs the state, though, tomorrow, we've got a spinning area of low pressure approaching from the west. You can see that cinnamon roll swirl right there on the water vapor. And being ahead of this thing is a really conducive weather pattern for more on and off rain. Then when the storm system itself arrives, that's Wednesday night into Thursday when the rain gets even more widespread and heavier. Over the next couple of hours, rush hour will be pretty wet, so plan some extra time. Be sure to be safe on the slippery roads. A few hours from now, though, the rain starts to taper off. Uh, by bedtime tonight. Only a slight chance of a little light rain overnight. A few light showers to start off your Tuesday tomorrow. Mainly dry weather at lunchtime, but then another 40% chance of a few passing downpours. Some of us will see some more heavy downpours, but others may miss out tomorrow afternoon. Wednesday morning, we start off kind of similar, very humid, cloudy, couple light showers possible, but here comes the main event. Late Wednesday night, watch out to the west, a slowly organizing and slowly moving line of possibly torrential rain makes its way lumbering from west to east, 
overnight into early Thursday morning. It slowly chugs from the hill country into Austin. Thursday morning could be a mess of a morning commute. Then it really takes its time getting through our area by Thursday afternoon. It's still in our eastern counties. One to two inches of additional rain, very likely through the next week. And we've got some good indications that that Thursday round of storms could bring three to five inches of rain to a few of us. So stay with us for updates. Tonight, this could be our 24th night of the year of record warmth, 74, tying the record from 1991. Only a few showers tonight, a few passing storms tomorrow, warm and windy with a high of 86. Gusty winds continue through much of the week. Rain chances spike at 80% on Thursday. Look at all those lows in the 70s, awfully warm for this time of the year. But finally, early next week, just before Halloween, a cold front could make things much chillier by trick-or-treating. David, thank you so much. In just one month of a new APD initiative downtown, some business owners are saying that they've already noticed a difference, dealing with less crime, and they're even feeling safer. RJ Washington shows us what's being done. Royal Blue Grocery Stores downtown have dealt with incidents like this several times over the past year or so. It's shoplifting, it's crazy behavior. Open-air drug sales. Uh, just blatant disregard for public order. The store's owner, Craig Staley, and others who live and work in the area practically begged Austin police to do something. And now, they feel like they're listening. In fact, to the point where I picked up the phone and called Lieutenant Gisola and said, hey, what's going on? What's, what are you guys doing differently? This free lunch for officers is a thank you. The Downtown Austin Alliance says APD began a new approach after it had a meeting with APD higher-ups less than a month ago. Since then... Visiting with stakeholders, business owners, hearing their concerns. So there's 120 officers downtown, and at some point all of the officers are going to be involved with the initiative. Lieutenant Christopher Jusola is leading what he calls a holistic enforcement approach to problems in the area. Since September 30th, he says they've been getting continued feedback from stakeholders to pinpoint specific problems, have increased patrols, and are working with the city to help people on the streets who might be involved in crimes get connected to resources they need. Oftentimes, people are always mad at the police for doing too much or not doing enough. So I think that we found the right balance. Yeah, good to see you. you doing? Good to Appreciate see you. it. Staley feeling relieved for the first time in a long time. Just hopes this. That it continues. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Jayla Washington, KXAN News. And Lieutenant Gisola, who oversees the downtown team, says the city approving money to pay officers overtime has made the increased focus possible. He says he does think other areas around Austin could use what they're doing as a model, but he says the staffing shortage is still a challenge. Coming up, weight loss shots being tested for kids. Is it safe? Doctors weigh in on these clinical trials. The companies that make popular weight loss drugs like Ozempic and Manjaro are starting to test versions of these shots for kids. Now, these are for children as young as six who suffer from obesity. Bloomberg reports Eli Lilly is starting a clinical trial for Manjaro for ages 6 to 11. Novo Nordisk is in phase 3 of a study that began in 2021 for kids ages 6 to 12 for Saxenda. That's according to the CDC. Well, close to 15 million children suffer from obesity. Data shows kids may have gained weight twice as fast during the pandemic. Earlier this year, the American Academy of Pediatrics came out with new guidance suggesting medication and surgery in patients 12 and up. But some doctors say, oh, this really won't do much without lifestyle changes. It's unlikely it's going to do much if you just give them 
the medication. You need to instill all these behavior changes, lifestyle changes, talk about the diet, nutrition consults, the exercise, the moving, the lack of, you know, decreased screen time. And nutritionists say there needs to be better education for both parents and kids on how to live healthy lives. Now, if you and your pediatrician decide to go this route for your child, remember these shots can cost up to $1,500 and may not be covered by insurance. And also, this may not be happening anytime soon because these studies are scheduled to last for a few more years. Well, coming up tonight on KXN, we have The Voice at 7 o'clock, followed by The Irrational at 9, before we return for more news at 10 o'clock. And you can join us an hour earlier for KXN News at 9 on CW Austin. Here's where to find us.